Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends about our favorite movies from when we were growing up and from today. So I'll pass it over to Eleanor to introduce our guest and movie. Okay, so the movie we'll be talking about today is the classic She's the Man, starring Amanda Bynes. And our guest today is Maria. So Maria, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah. Hi, great to be here. Um, my name is Maria Abouakmi. I'm a co-worker of Eleanor's at the show, USC Show Foundation, and I'm, uh, I don't know, from all over, I guess. She is truly from all over. Annie would be obsessed with all the places you've lived, though. So, okay, do tell. Please. List right. some of them. All right, so I'm Lebanese. My parents are Lebanese, and uh, I grew up in Nigeria. I lived there till I was 16. And then, Why? <laughs> um, it's just her face. <laughs> um, I love it. And then I moved to Ecuador for two years, and then two years in New York, and then I moved to Beirut in Lebanon because I'd never really lived there; just visited. And I stayed there for about three years, and then it's been two years in LA, and counting. Wow, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. I'm like so jealous of all of those places. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, yeah. So I was like, Annie will want to know all of all of the turnarounds to get to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I need to have like a longer conversation with you about how I can make my life like yours, but like not retroactively, just going forward. <laughs> so anyway, we'll get there. Um, through the wisdom of she's the man. Yeah. Um. Okay. Should we talk about our favorite pop culture thing of the week? Yes, absolutely. Do you guys want to go? Do you want me to go? I have so many right now. Same! We haven't done this in so long. I, like, have a list. All right, you guys go then. Okay, well, obviously, like, The Crown, but we'll talk about that at a different time. That will require, like, a deep dive into The Crown. Um, Star Wars The Last Jedi I saw. Obviously, I have so many thoughts. And then... But I will focus on The Disaster Artist, the movie about the movie The Room. And the disaster artist was perfect in my mind because it's a movie about the love of movie making. And it just made me want to hang out with the Franco brothers all of the time. (laughs) James Franco was so good in the role. And then Dave Franco just seems like so enthusiastic and energetic. I loved it. I was obsessed. Obsessed. So those are my, those are my quick hit pop culture highlights. Okay. Um, so quick hits, dun, dun, dun. uh, number one, Taylor Swift's new album, there's a song called End Game, and I'm obsessed, big reputation, big reputation, she's just so sassy, love it, and then number two, um, William and Kate released their Christmas card today, and it's actually really sweet, like, I really enjoyed it, and it made me really happy to see it. <laughs> Okay. That's super cute. I did see that too. Oh, let me see. I have been running around <laughs> for as long as I can remember, basically. <laughs> so I didn't really catch up on anything this week. But um, I did watch the Santa Claus for the first time. Oh, it's so good. Oh man, yeah, that's a classic, I guess. And I somehow missed it. Great. Um, let's see. I also. The last couple things I saw at the movie theaters were um, 
Loving Vincent, which was amazing, by the way, if you haven't watched it or heard of it. Have you? I haven't. All right, so it's this movie about the death of Vincent van Gogh. Did you see that? You I want to see, see it tomorrow. It's so good. All right, and it's breathtaking because every single shot was hand-painted to look like it was a Van Gogh painting. So this Whoa! So many artists and, like, engineers, and, like, it was just a whole thing to make it happen, and it was beautiful. And it's a really good, interesting story, too. I mean, it's a, sort of a crime thriller thing, and, I mean, it's, it's interesting. It's an, an exploration of who is to blame when it comes to right. death. And like, especially for someone who's a tortured artist, right? And uh, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was great. And that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so jealous you saw it. No, that is like, I'm upset today because I didn't win the Hamilton lottery tickets. Yes, again. But well, today. Do you think you were? Well, Annie, like tomorrow, the performance, every single seat in the Pantages where it's playing in Los Angeles is a lottery ticket so like the chance of winning it were much greater but I did not win same but I'm going to see loving Frank loving Vincent instead that's fine okay well so I'm both happy and sad for you it's gonna be okay it's a consolation prize <laughs> consolation prize it'll be good oh excellent okay so then thinking about the film that we've come here to discuss mm. She's the man. Can you provide us, like, a, for the, especially for those who might not have ever seen She's the Man, can you provide us with a brief synopsis? Sure. So how to uncomplicate it. <laughs> uh, right? Right. So, all right. It's based on a play by Shakespeare called Twelfth Night. And oh, let's see. So there are these twins, <laughs> Sebastian and Viola. And... Sebastian leaves to London to follow his dream of becoming a musician. And Viola, who's still in the States, um, she gets cut from her school's football team. I say football, but it's actually soccer, I guess, in the U.S. <laughs> Sorry. This is my foreign nature coming through. Um, and so she gets into all these shenanigans because she dresses up as her brother and takes his place at his new school. And her goal is to try and prove to her former coach and her um, football soccer team that she can be just as good as a guy because they wouldn't let her try out for the guy's team. And it just gets really messy from there. It's like this whole, it's not even a triangle, honestly. It's like a love, I don't know, hexagon at this point. It's so complicated. Yeah. Like everyone falls in love with everyone who's like pretending to be someone else exactly they're all falling for each other but they're all falling for the wrong people <laughs> so it's great mm. it's really great i don't know i don't know how to make it super clear <laughs> no i mean like part of the joy of the 12th night and the shakespeare play and she's the man is that it is the comedic complication yeah but okay so I, why was this the movie that you wanted to to discuss I don't know I mean on the surface it seems like a great wonderful empowering movie about you know just a girl can do anything a guy can do and actually can do it better in some cases yes. so on the surface that's what it comes off as but when I rewatched it which I had to do for this podcast I realized that it was not quite as progressive as you once thought yes. or you remembered yes. it yeah 
Oh, I, granted, I also haven't watched it in like eight years before last night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was something I uh, no, had to readjust. Because I remember seeing this movie, or my first experience seeing this movie was in theaters, and it was like in high school. And I think it was St. Patrick's Day weekend. I want to say my senior year of high school because we thought we were really cool because we like drank Malibu beforehand. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. It was like things so were cool. crazy. Um, so we did that and, and yeah, I remember it being like so exciting because she is this, she and her brother are so distinct and complimentary and a guy like falls in love with her even though she's not like the blonde one. Like there was a lot of stuff where I was like, oh, this is so different. Right. But then you watch it now and you're like, mm, it's not all that different. No, yeah. no. And there are also a bunch of stereotypes that it really plays into it. Even though, like, on the surface, again, it's supposed to be, like, this super progressive thing. Mm-hmm. Not so much. But <laughs> it's still super entertaining, <laughs> for what it's worth. I mean, it's Amanda Bynes in her prime, I think. Absolutely. Like, yeah, before the fall. And Channing Tatum is there, and he's a young god, to he, put it yeah. nicely. <laughs> he definitely doesn't look like a high school student. No, no, but he has aged so well. Yeah, he doesn't look that different, because mm-hmm. that... Okay. But I've heard in person he's, like, not that attractive because he's actually a lot smaller than you'd think he would be. Really? Yeah. Huh. I've heard that. I From whom? Not aware. You're just get Right now, Annie, right now that's, like, the ultimate example of fake news. It's like, I've heard from someone sometime that he might not be as big <laughs> as we thought. So this girl who was supposed to be my co-teacher, who, but who didn't end up being my co-teacher, she saw him at a Cubs game. What if she just saw someone who looked vaguely like Channing Tatum, but was not in no, He was there singing the national, the whatever, the third inning stretch. None of that. None of what you said is right. There's, It's not the third inning stretch. <laughs> and it's not the national anthem. <laughs> you are just a beacon of fake news right now. Oh, this okay, is- so fake news. Fake news. Channing Tatum is small. Ah, but his wife is part, is like of Lebanese <gasps> descent or really? something. Really? That's what my mother told me, and she is like the Jenna. queen. Yeah, okay. Jenna Dewan Tatum. Oh, my mom is like fact. the queen of everyone who's like even remotely Lebanese. And Isn't so Shakira? She, yeah, Shakira is of Lebanese descent, and Sha- Shakira actually in Arabic it means blondie, basically. Yes. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. That's adorable. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, her father is half Syrian, Lebanese, and half Polish. Yeah. So I get. Oh, yeah. she is so beautiful too. Yeah, and so talented at the dancing. Mm-hmm. So talented at the dancing. Such a badass. Uh, another thing I will point out, they got their kid, Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan Tatum, they got their kid a goat as a pet, and I will just point out that my first pet was a goat, too, so I really <laughs> I appreciate their parenting skills. <laughs> like, really, really do. <laughs> I think they appreciate them just because of the fact that they met on the set of Step Up and that they're still together. Yeah. Like, that I Oh, it's really sweet. And when she and have the we watched Step Up recently because it's good. Oh, I need to watch I, it again. I love all the Step Ups, like Step Up to the Streets, Step Up. Okay, 3D. let's get back to She's the Man because okay, I'm, we're getting away, and like it's just too good. It's just <laughs> too good. Um, and I like where we're going, but like we got to bring it back. All right. Okay. I actually, so back to Channing Tatum's hotness in this movie, <laughs> I think that after I saw this movie, I was like, the only people I can date are soccer players, which actually put me in a bad spot for a little bit. But, I mean, 
too beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, no, there is. Oh, my God. Fine man. I liked the Eunice character. I like that there's a character named Eunice. Eunice Bates, and she has asthma and headgear, and she's such a... She's so cool. Kind of kind of creepy sometimes, but a cool character. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but so what I absolutely love... So, Maria, I don't know if you know this, but our grandmother, our paternal grandmother, her name was Eunice, and she made my parents promise her that they would never name a child Eunice. What a good woman. Honestly. Mm -hmm. She did you guys a favor. A hundred percent, because I could have possibly been. I would have been Eunice more likely than you would have been. Oh, yeah. And then you would have possibly been Eleanor, which is also funny to think about. (laughs) I'm no Eleanor. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But, no, there's so many characters. What's fascinating in this movie is even, like, the fact that the spider plays such a weird role. And the parents. I mean, okay, so back to the problematic problematic aspects. I would say the most problematic, just in general, are, like, the kissing booth and Mm. the little, like, debutante, like, luncheon. Okay, I'm... All of that. I watched it with my boyfriend, and there was the scene with the kissing booth. And I will, I will point out that neither of us grew up in the states, so I'm not sure how accurate this is. But he looked at me, and he was like, "That would never fly today." My God, like, oh yeah. Well, also, I don't know many high school students who would volunteer to like, or what kind of, well, volunteer to like put themselves out there that way Mm. on the first hand, but also like, what kind of school or community fair would be like? You know what we need to raise money? A kissing booth. <laughs> yeah, this is this is not like charity is. We're gonna like do this. We're gonna, yeah. Even, yeah it's but, super funny. And there's that little kid who was like, "You don't have to flirt with her genius. So you have tickets. You paid for it already." And or even the fact kid, that like Channing Tatum's uh, character was like, "This is how I'm gonna get in with yeah. her." It was like, "I will buy a ticket and then get to kiss her, and that will be like." The full extent. I think one of the things, though, that is progressive about this movie, that or that I definitely appreciated in high school, was the fact that the Duke's character, mm. Duke Rosino, he, he, like, seems as if he would be, like, all-powerful and, like, total macho and be totally comfortable and open with, like, getting any type of girl. And you see him and he's, like, so shy and he's, yeah. like, freaking out and that's, like, unexpected. I think I really like that element of it. I also really like the soccer coaches. I find them highly entertaining. My God, Vinny Jones yes. is the best. I love him. Or, He's so funny. Even, and this is, like, very crass, but even the scene where when she's playing the guy version and she gets, like, a soccer ball to, like, the groin area and then she, like, forgets <laughs> to, like, keel over. <laughs> like, That's so funny. Yeah. And I remember, because I never enjoyed that type of humor in, like, early Disney movies, which I feel like were a thing. But then I really found it entertaining in this. Yeah. God, it's such a silly... It is the silliest. It is a really silly movie. But like you said, I... I mean... Go ahead. Sorry. I, like, you guys cut in and out with the headphones. So I'm like, I don't know if I'm jumping in. Um, but I wanted to talk about, like, the relatively iconic scene of sticking tampons up his nose. Um, because I do think, I don't know, like, I mean, maybe this is just me and, like, the dudes that I, 
I have hung out with in my life, but it seemed to kind of normalize it for them. They were like, oh yeah, like I've seen that done. And I was like, what? You know, I don't think uh, I've ever talked to a guy. That. I don't think I've ever talked to a guy who's been like, you know what I've done? Stuck a tampon up my nose. I don't think it's ever come up for me either. It might, that's not to say they might, haven't done it, <laughs> but it's it just never been discussed. I definitely no like I've heard guys say that like most of them were like athletes you know and they would be like yeah like it worked and I was like okay I still find it weird that like guys, I'm a lot of guys I know still get like very uncomfortable around the idea of tampons anyway <laughs> yeah okay dude listeners you got a comment what's the dealio <laughs> Also, why do women get taxed for them? I mean, there's so many questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When are guys getting IUDs? This is the next <laughs> the next breakthrough I'm waiting for. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Lots One of day. big questions out here. <laughs> All the way. These are the things I think about. I do remember, so I, I was part of this, like, choir, Maria, in high school, a little bit obsessed with ourselves I think you could say and every summer and like learn the music and like be, be all one with ourselves and like to be a choir <laughs> it's oh, wow. really silly but when I was this junior in high school this movie had just come out so we literally watched this movie I think four or five times like together in one weekend and so we all left saying like grouch and I still say it sometimes in conversation is because like the character Eunice at one point is talking to dude, which sounds terrible, but like, that's literally the only way I can describe him. Which <laughs> no, oh, he's the, dreadful. The black dude. Oh, uh, oh God. The um, black dude. Oh my God. Andrew. Andrew. Is that the name? Andrew or Toby? It's one of those two. I think Toby was prominent totally, in this. Uh, actually, I don't know. Anyway, but she's, and she's like, grouch. So, <laughs> I say that, like, every day. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. No. Grouch is an also interesting Also, the one. cheese part. We haven't even... Yes! <laughs> I like Gouda. No, my favorite's Gouda. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. So, bring up the cheese part. <laughs> also, now that I'm looking at this, it's weird where some of these people have gone. So, like, this girl, Laura Ramsey, I met, mm. weirdly. What? Yeah. She hasn't done much since this movie. Yeah. She was in Mad Men. Okay, that's something. And then um, David Cross, obviously great. But it's even, I'm looking at this now, the the side character Paul, he's definitely the lead in Young and Hungry because my roommate's obsessed with Young and Hungry. So I was like, why does he look familiar? Toby. Toby is a black guy's name, Mm -hmm. Annie. Don't worry. Now you know. What's his name? Toby. Oh, okay. Oh, his real name? Brandon J. McLaren. Okay. And also what I liked was that her original coach um, from the team that she left, mm-hmm. do you remember him? He oh, played, so funny. Yes. Like, he played the pharaoh in the musical version of okay. yeah. um, Joseph Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat. No. Yeah, that was okay. definitely a big thing. Yeah. Okay, so the cheese. Go, 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 Joseph. You know what they say. Okay. That's not what he said. That's so, fine. Annie. Now it is time what? for the cheese scene. <laughs> Gouda, my favorite Scuda. <laughs> I feel like people, like teenagers, people our age, only knew what Gouda was because of this 
booby. Like, I'm actually mm-hmm. sure of it. No, I mean, I don't know if it's the reason why I knew about Gouda, but I definitely think of it every single time it's mentioned. Like, that is the association my mind makes. Every single time. Oh. And, like, at the okay. worst times, at, like, a nice little wine and cheese night, I see Gouda and I'm like, mmm, my favorite's Gouda. <laughs> What's funny is, like, this scene doesn't mean as much to me as apparently it means to either of you. It's just, I think it's just the way that she said it, where she, like, totally flipped from acting like her brother to just being a girl. And being, like, such a, like, a super flirty girl who, like, was openly just (laughs) expressing her feelings to this guy. And he freaked out a little bit. He's like, what? Okay. Also, okay, so, Drew, the shower scene. What I, I have, a, like, true anecdote to add. So, I was in film school, hated it because I took a production class. My production class was miserable. Okay. And I didn't hate film school. I hated a production class, so I was, like, fake film school. And we had, our editing Fun. professor was, he was the editor on She's the Man. Oh and he would, like, God. tell us stories. And apparently it took her essentially a day to do that one shower scene, which is, like, maybe 30 seconds. Because she, in this point in real life, was, like, strung out and, like, total, like, crazy. Like, they had to, t- they had, like, 40 takes of that one scene and then had to piece it together. And if you watch it now, it, like, jump cuts between because she could not, like, practically say her lines. Isn't that crazy? Wait, which, the one where she's, like, taking off her little... Her little um, yeah, she's like in this, yes, her Mulan. Yes. Her Mulan. Mulan that's movie. the best way to describe <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like the Mulan rap, and then she's in there, and then she's figuring it out. Um, yeah, apparently that that took like a gajillion takes to get, which you would not. Think you would never guess. No, I mean she's just singing about taking a shower. You could make that up essentially. And oh, but apparently she was so far gone by this oh. point. Isn't that sad? Yeah. I only wish That's sad, because I thought that she was, like, put together for that movie. Well, what's crazy is the only movie of hers that I really know of that came after this, like, she was the villain in Easy A, and I wonder if she was oh. bad in this movie. She must she must have been, like, a disaster in Easy A. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's something I think of with this movie. And then she, like, really lost her mind. Poor Amanda Bynes. Yeah. And Lucy Lowe. <laughs> movie. Unfortunately, like, so Channing Tatum did well for himself. Mm-hmm. Young and Hungry did, dude did, like, relatively well yeah, for himself. Good enough. Plummeted down. David Cross, I would say, went up. Pitch yeah. perfect. Also, Arrested Development. What? Also, like, Arrested Development. Marrying Amber Tamblyn. He made, like, good life choices. In career and no, in I personal mean, life. I would agree. I would agree. I'm not saying no. All I'm saying is I noticed it's a trend that the men in this movie did well and the women in this movie plummeted. Oh, that is interesting. Because the girl who plays Olivia, Bam. what has she been in? Yeah. The one of the one of her friends, or like the redhead girl I know was in Charlie St. Cloud and she was in another movie. The redhead girl? Kia? Yeah. Oh, I don't know her was... actual name. But now I'm gonna have to figure it out. The one who was like this airhead was like, Kia, don't look when uh, Yes, exactly. The yeah. one that one. And she I saw her in something else recently and I was like, You look familiar. Oh, she's in the Age of Adeline, naturally. Oh. Um 
Oh, she was in Table 19, which is the worst movie ever and no one should ever see. I won't. Don't worry. Honestly, it was horrible. I don't know how to yeah, describe it. Yeah, she hasn't been in much. The mom. Like, no one did well. No. So what does this say about, because the filmmaking team behind this, I believe, are a couple. And it was the same couple who did both 10 Things I Hate About You and Oh. So their whole thing was... Oh, like, that's why I love this movie. I didn't know that they were all on the same. Yeah, well, there was the whole idea of, like, let's take Shakespeare and set it in high school. And that's... Oh. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a theme. There's a unifying theme. <laughs> Yeah, I like did it. Didn't even. But this one, I don't doesn't uh, have the same cultural significance or cultural attachment as Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm, for sure. Agreed. Just but, I mean, people also love this. Love this movie. Yes, but I think part of it is with and maybe this is to your point about like the women in this movie have plummeted like if we're thinking about 20th anniversary or 15th and 15th anniversary celebrations or commemorations or even the fact in LA they'll often do I know they've done this for Hocus Pocus and other movies that I don't care about they'll make in Cruel Intentions they'll make right. them into musical versions <laughs> and they'll perform them in small things but then it'll be great because it'll be like oh Reese Witherspoon and Selma Blair go see Cruel Intentions the musical together and I can't see them doing right. that for She's the Man because the women have plummeted so far. Whereas with 10 Things I Hate About You, Julia yeah. Stiles is less relevant but still relevant. Alex Mack, that's not her name. Will I mean, so- Heath Ledger. I'm a, and this might sound bad, but I almost feel like Heath Ledger's death like helped propel that movie a little bit into like this fandom. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's like, yeah. yeah. There's like a nostalgic element that goes into it this like hero worshiping and that was i think raised a couple notches after he died Mm, for sure for sure so that then brings us pretty nicely into our conversation about the legacy of 10 things i uh this is my problem the legacy of she's the man like what do we would we recommend it to young girls particularly today or how do we see this film playing out as a cultural artifact See, I have to say that if, I mean, at least for, for the friends that I grew up with and my like, strange upbringing, I guess, if we had to choose, I don't know, top five, top ten movies of our childhood, I think She's the Man would be in like the top 15 or 20, not the, not the, not the best. I mean, Mean Girls, White Chicks. Uh, <laughs> White Chicks is that high for you? Sorry, yeah, that's no, 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 it's funny. Nigeria. It's funny. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's hysterical. Okay. I don't know. And no, come on. White chicks is so quotable. No, it's infinitely quotable, and it also like so elevated funny. Vanessa Carlton. Song. Yes. I act. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. A little tangent. Okay. I met Terry Crews. Really? It, and he shook my hand, and I didn't want to wash it for longer than I. Because you were like, you've been so love much to me. Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. I kind of love it. Yeah. But yeah, so those would be like the top sort of movies. I, I don't know. She's the man is sort of B tier. B tier. Yeah, I would agree. Like, let's say if I were to get together with my friends from high school, I wouldn't necessarily 
choose this movie first if we were to do like a cool little sleepover and pretend right. we're like 14 again oh the dream um we should talk about 17 again at some point i love that um but i think this movie is interesting because it does it does take the 12th night which is a like interesting complex story and makes it very fascinating it makes yeah. it applicable um, so I love that element of it. And it's, like, Channing Tatum is so adorable. Yes. He's so cute. There's this, like, awkward little jock who has deep feelings and also is just so bad at communicating. But is so lovable. And yeah. so talented on the field. I'm it, sorry. It was almost instructive to a certain extent that he was so bad at communicating because it was at, and it kind of, like, humanized. And I remember being that young and being, like, humanizing guys in that sense to be like oh like I assume that they're good at communicating I'm like no there's like no reason for them to be it's also <laughs> nice to see like the super hot guy pining after a girl yeah. and instead of the other way around like where it's where it's a girl who's just dying for this guy who won't pay attention to her yeah so we're like changing the progressive yeah so that was a nice little twist on a trope but I don't know so I actually think I would want young women to watch this movie because I don't know. They give you a lot of diverse and like different love stories. Like you have like a lot of these different people who are finding love. And I don't think that like a lot of teen movies give you that. Like it's usually like the most popular girl and the most popular guy like fall in love. But if you aren't that most popular girl or most popular guy and you can't imagine like it's really sad. But I feel like this movie does a good job of like different kinds of relationships and I think it also celebrates I don't know I think it celebrates sensitive guys like the guys are able to open up and like character or like opens up when he, she's a dude but also like Sebastian is like a singer-songwriter who's like really soulful right and like those are the cool guys and I don't think that there's a lot of movies that present those characters as like cool guys I get it but I, I don't know if I completely agree with you I mean Sebastian well Viola as Sebastian was having a really tough time fitting in until this whole big orchestrated you know public shaming I guess of girls of like acting too cool for them at the pizza parlor or wherever they were where he had you know oh, yeah. first Kia coming in and then, them yeah exactly Exactly. He had to make them look small and not just one, not just two, but actually the, like his re reputation was cemented with the third one with Monique where he had to run away. Um, Sebastian's <laughs> actual girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. But he had to make these girls look small and weak and just really just insecure for him to look like this big guy. And he tried to be, you know, well, or I keep saying he, but Viola as Sebastian tried to be like this the person that she really was as and just like with a guy face and voice on it and that did not work before that to happen mm. it was only afterwards that they took him slash her for for who she was and let her just sort of express herself i don't know i mean and another point um you said diversity and yes there is diversity in terms of the love stories and that like you know, a jock ends up with a girl with asthma and headgear and, and Viola and Olivia, sorry, I'm so sorry, Duke and Olivia don't end up together even though typically they would. But I think that if this, I mean, I could see this movie being remade today and having a much more diverse cast as well. 
I mean, what, Toby is the only black guy there. Only person of color. Yeah, honestly. So that's another and thing not that, even like, stands in out. The, in, and normally I feel like now, if there was to be a uh, movie that where the main cast was that monochromatic, they would at least have, like, the teachers or the principal be a significant person of color, and that is not the case. No. I don't know. I could see a remake sort of addressing these these issues, which I guess were not that glaring when it was first made, but now seem like these really like big oversights, right? Yeah. These glaring omissions. But um, I could see that being redone and being great. But yeah. no, for know. sure, it reads really differently. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Yeah. I would 100% agree. I mean. Like, I think I'm a remake would be really interesting. <laughs> what? You're like, I'm revising all of my thoughts. I don't think that I would let a young girl watch this. I still think that there, it has comedic value. I think that, like, it is an interesting take. Like, as a teacher, I think it's an interesting take on Shakespeare and presents it in a much more... Um, I don't know, just like understandable way to high schoolers. Like, I don't think that, I don't think I would show it to fifth graders, <laughs> like, but like, so, like sophomores, seniors, seniors in high school, I think that it's kind of cool. And then I, again, I think of everything as a teacher. So I'm thinking like, I would show this movie after having watched, you know, or after, after having read the play and then like challenge, like my project would be to have my students like write a screenplay that like updated another Shakespearean play, you know, like, I think that could be really cool. So I think it could be used in cool ways, but totally recognize the the issue with diversity. No, absolutely. And I think I think you're right. It does have a lot of value and it has still, I guess, like a warm place in my heart. But this is just me. I mean, me as a kid, I loved this movie. I probably there was a point where I could recite it word for word because that's how I get with things I love. But now I don't know just because it's been so long since I've seen it I guess the the difference between what was in my head and looking at it today and like recognizing all of these these I I don't know if I'd call them failings but but all of these things that I guess we've come to take for we would like to see in the in the content that we watch and and pass on Mm -hmm. I don't know I think that's I think it's a difference that took me by surprise Yes, that's fair. Sorry. <laughs> I forget that I mute my microphone and then I'm like talking to myself essentially. Um, okay. Anyway, shall we talk about where in the world we would go right now? If yeah. We could go. Where in the world would you go? If you could go anywhere. Me? Yeah. I'm very excited about Mexico. Annie and I are going to Mexico. Like, I wasn't really excited until, like, this week. And now I'm like, huh, this sounds pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited. Oh, yeah. We'll be there this time next week. So, I'm, like, so soon. I'm so jealous. We're in Mexico. Annie, do you know how to pronounce where Sofia lives? Yes, Queretaro. We're going nice. there and Mexico City. Very nice. Mm -hmm. My mom... This is, let me just point out, this is the same woman who allowed a 16-year-old to go and live around the world by herself. Oh, this is the same woman. 
she made me promise when I moved here at the ripe age of 23. She made me promise that I would not go to Mexico. That's so It's the funny. only thing she's ever asked me for, so I couldn't say no. Because she really doesn't ask me not to do anything. She just says, okay, I support you. And she, she lets Why me do Mexico? it. Why Mexico? I don't know. I think she's just afraid of, like, the kidnap. I think it was right around the time there was a kidnapping story of those students. Okay. And she just was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't ask you for much, but this is what I'm asking you not to do. So I said yes, because what choice do I have? Okay. Um, and now, you, maybe and now when, I'm like, I'm so jealous. Oh maybe when she's here, you can revise that. We will see. We'll work on it. At the moment, I'm under house arrest within the United States because I am... Uh, I'm on a oh the particular of, visa yeah yeah I'm on something called OPT and it's it's complicated basically I can leave I'm just not guaranteed re-entry, <laughs> re-entry so I really can't leave so you're like I'm cool exploring the domestic yeah, United I mean states. it's fifty states and each one is bigger than the country I'm from so yeah so I'm okay yeah there's so I'm much okay, to do but yeah so much to do but if you could go anywhere in the world without any Ooh. type of restriction where would it be um. I'm going to sound like such a sap. I have a friend, a really good friend, who's getting married in July in Istanbul, in Mm. Turkey. So I would love to be able to make it there. And also, I have a wedding in India, in Bangalore, in August. So hopefully, I'll actually be able to make it there with my papers done. But, oh, man, I just, I want to be able to have freedom to go anywhere Istanbul is beautiful I love Istanbul yeah I've been it's amazing it's so beautiful and the food is incredible yes unbelievable I think one of my proudest moments is um in the Grand Bazaar they I don't know if you've been you you sound like you have yeah oh my god the colors and the lights and the smells and the sound oh it's just it's so full of life it's breathtaking and these people who like work at the at the stalls in the bazaar they are so smart they speak every language that comes through there they like pick up not just a few words but enough to hold a conversation and to bargain and to to win the bargaining process they're insanely talented at these languages and so i could not (laughs) i could not speak in a language that they did not understand so my only choice was just to negotiate and I managed to get a, like those teacups, the Turkish teacups, which I love. I think they're so beautiful. I managed to get a set for, my God, was it like six lira or something? Like something so like ridiculously something absurd, yeah. cheap. And the guy was pissed by the time I walked away, but I have probably never been prouder of myself. Oh, yeah. Bargaining is the most yes. fun. <laughs> and then I came back because I decided I wanted another one for my sister. And he was so sad when he saw me. He's like, not you again, my God. I just got rid of you. Well, probably because you, like, developed those skills in Nigeria, I would assume. I don't know about that. I don't know. I just, I got stubborn, and that okay. happens sometimes. No, no, no. <laughs> this, is how, this is how stuff gets done. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, you guys took really good places, and I was like, I want to go to those places. But up until, like, kind of today, I was like, oh, I would love to go to Colombia. Like, oh, recently... No. South America has been, like, back in my mind, so, but I'm, like, honestly good to go wherever, and I feel, so, in a certain sense, I'm, like, trying to figure out where can I feasibly travel to during the year 2018, and Mm. so it's hard to start thinking through that stuff, so, I don't know, we'll see. I don't know, I guess, 
Can I add one more? Of course. All right. So I don't know how much you know about Botswana. <gasps> I oh yeah, we've both been. What you guys? Yeah. Have been? Oh man, my dream is to go to Botswana and like the Okavango Delta and oh all. yeah, kill me now. I really want to go. It's so we love Gaborone too. It's be- It's yeah. great. We loved it. We're obsessed. That's my dream. It because of Eleanor. <laughs> yeah, it was like I forced her to go, and then you were very happy. You're fine. Yeah, I was happy, but I drove like endlessly across the country of South Africa. Oh, boohoo! Eleanor, like we were in what was it, Swaziland? Yes. We no, yeah, we were in Swaziland for about five minutes. We were like up by Kruger Park in National uh, in uh, South Africa. And Eleanor was just like, why don't we just, like, go to Botswana? And so we looked at it on a map, and it was, like, I don't know, 12 hours of terrible roads. It was ridiculous. It did great. Oh, but what a great story. Yeah. No, it was great. what an experience. It was great. What a time time to be alive. Always. Um, Okay, so this was delightful. Thank you so much for talking about this movie and just to, like to meet you. I feel like I have cannot wait to have a longer conversation about like your life. Oh, yeah, no. I knew Annie would be obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. Um, so yeah, I mean, can't wait to hear more because it's so fascinating. Well, thank you guys for having me on here. This is my first podcast ever. Oh my gosh, and she's Very social exciting. media manager yeah. for the Shoah Foundation, so she's like all up in it. She knows. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. I made a Twitter for work. It was you know. really exciting, and I have like eight followers. Yay! <laughs> You're a quick learner, though. You'll get more if you want them. <laughs> I don't know about that. I of you so maybe one day we'll do our good film hunting twitter which we have and then neither of us do anything with uh, yes all right we also have an instagram we have facebook <laughs> you can all you can ca- catch us anywhere catch me outside isn't that, that what there's like a meme yep <laughs> See, i didn't even know that this is why i shouldn't run things That's why I'm so i work <laughs> with children i work with the youth Wonderful, wonderful. Anyway, lovely times, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Annie. Bye.